Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. And today I've got one of my biz besties, Bonnie, with me. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Amy. I can't believe we actually haven't done a podcast together before. How? I know, but that's just telling you what life is like, right? Like, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> So Bonnie is a professional organiser in on the Sunshine Coast in sunny Queensland, Australia, um, about a million kilometres from me, but in the same country. <laughs> <laughs> and we recently had the great pleasure of running some workshops together in Queensland and we had so much fun together. Oh, it was awesome, wasn't it? It was so good. It was so good. Um, and so one of the things that Bon talked about in those workshops was around like that decluttering vacuum. And I was like, as soon as you said it, Bon, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is a podcast episode because I can't believe I've never talked about it. So yeah, do you wanna, it's pretty amazing. Oh, it's so good. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your history and how long you've been um, an organiser. And then let's jump into this vacuum. And we're not talking about literally using your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> It's more the physics of a vacuum yeah. that we'll be talking about. Just in case you're like, eh, they're talking about cleaning, I'm out. We're not. <laughs> um, well, hi, everybody. I'm Bonnie and um, my business is called Little Miss Organised and I have been an organiser since 2011. Um, I'm a former teacher and um, I really love the hoarding space and the working with kids space and the workshop space and the basically anything to do with organizing really. Uh, um, I've got four beautiful children who are eight, seven, five, and two. So life is very busy and full. Um, and I, uh, moved to the Sunshine Coast two and a half years ago from Brizzy and, oh man, I just love, love, love the lifestyle up here. It is just fantastic. So yeah, a little bit of a minimalist as well. And so that's really interesting to try and translate that into work and working with clients and that sort of thing, because not everybody's a minimalist. Um, but the principles I think can be applied to a lot of people. So that's me. Yay. And you do a lot in the workshop space. I think mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of energy for workshops. <laughs> it's um, without needing to put like a drug reference on this episode, it, it, <laughs> it gives me a high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really good natural high. Like a, some people are so terrified about public speaking and they would rather do anything else. And 
I might be nervous beforehand, but I get up there and I'm just like, oh, this is my space. These yeah. are my people. Yeah. You're very natural at it, which is why I loved that we got to do some of that together because we just had so much fun. It was so much fun. And that's half the battle, isn't it? Just being confident and not really caring too much about, you know, what you look like and what people think, just being natural, being yourself. And I had such a good time with you. That was just so easy. Yes, it was easy. That's exactly what it was. And we just vibed off each other. Yeah. So tell me a bit about this vacuum effect. I think one of the ladies at one of the workshops might have asked the question or just kind of said, this is a problem that I have is that I clear a space and then a couple of days later, there's just new things in that space. And so that space always has clutter and it's not that it's the same clutter necessarily going back, although sometimes it is. And you kind of went into talking about the vacuum effects and I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love how you jumped on this idea because it wasn't, it's, I can't even claim it as something that I've been saying to clients for years and years. It's just something that popped out in the moment. And so um, I'm like, okay, how do I formulate this into an, an efficient <laughs> sentence so that it's not just blubbering on? Um, yeah, I look at the vacuum effect as when we, declutter a space and we get rid of things and we're not necessarily intentional about reclaiming that space for a particular purpose it does tend to become this vacuum where other things get sucked in there because especially while we're organizing um and we're in that middle process where everything's really messy and and kind of worse than when we started um it's easy for us to go oh I need to lay out some stuff while I deal with this other stuff I've created some space. I'll just put it in there for now. So it's it's that whole thing of not necessarily being intentional about the spaces that we've got in our home and not and the space that we've created. And I think as is common for a lot of our decision making processes, we'll delay it. I oh, will deal mm. with that later. So we just shove it into that newly created space and we're like, oh, we'll deal with that later. But then of course it goes down the priority list because we've got other things that are still, you know, blaring in the face. I was talking to a um, new client this morning and we were, it was as part of our safety questions in intake, we talk about what pets they have in the house. And she said, oh, and I've got no dangerous pets. I've just got a cat who will hide when you come. And I said, the cat will hide until the cat realises that we've created little nooks and crannies and spaces. <laughs> and then the cat will be like barreling in. To you. <laughs> it's almost like you create this because space is a really interesting concept Because space is kind of nothing, but if we're uncomfortable with space, we fill it. Mm. So, you know, I think about it in all types of spaces. If someone gives you a really large dinner plate, you're more likely to eat more food. Yeah. Because we're uncomfortable with space. Yeah. Or, you know, if we lose weight, we and we keep the same clothes we're more likely to put the weight back on because we're like oh we're not fitting these clothes there's space Mm. um if we empty a cupboard we're more likely to go and buy something because all of a sudden we've got the space oh absolutely and if you think about the size of your house like think about someone who's really cluttered what what's the first thing that we do when we're feeling cluttered we think we need more space. So we go and buy storage, right? And it's often like the absolutely wrong thing to do because it just sets us back. But that's why I think minimalism is so uncomfortable for so many people because they're looking around a room that would normally have 
multiple pictures and you know smaller pieces of furniture so there's the side tables the lamp tables the the buffets the the pot stands or the extra occasional chairs and I think it makes us uncomfortable the minimalism side of things to look around and see so much clear space we're like Mm. oh wait that that looks too empty we need to fill it I actually experience this myself when it comes to sound So I'm quite a sound cluttered person. So Mm -hmm. I like having music or a podcast or just noise. I like it when the washing machine's on or the dishwasher's on. And it could be my own neurodiversity that likes that stimulation. Mm, Like sensory seeking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I need something. And, you know, often like friends will say, oh, have you watched this show? And I'll say, no, but I listened to it, even though it's a TV Mm. show, because I just need audio stimulation And then when it's quiet, I have like this moment where I'm like, I feel really vulnerable. I feel exposed. My thoughts are really loud. My thoughts are really loud. (laughs) They're crazy thoughts. (laughs) Nope, nope. I'm alone with myself. I don't like it. Yeah, this is too much. This is too much. Put on a podcast. (laughs) I think that a lot of people feel that in their homes too don't they? Like if Mm. you do a blitz declutter, you become uncomfortable because you feel exposed. You don't have the, I had one client once that used to call it her nest. Mm. So the stuff was like a barrier protection almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think we get really comfortable and our stuff becomes our security blanket and the thought Mm. of peeling away the stuff does make us feel exposed and vulnerable and I think that's why the decluttering phase is so difficult for so many people because they feel like you're literally taking a peeler and peeling off their skin because it's just like oh this doesn't feel good this feels uncomfortable what if I need it down the track um what if someone's going to get upset because I'm giving away something that they gave me are my children going to be okay because I've gotten rid of their year three project book you know all of the things it's just that that peeling back the layer and I have a um a friend who's a psychologist who once taught me this great little method Um, that I use all the time at work and even at home now. And she said, there's discomfort in every decision you make, whether you let the alarm go and you continue to sleep and then you're late for the rest of your day because you've slept longer than you should have, or whether you get up when the alarm goes off, but you're not quite ready to get up, your body's feeling tired or sluggish. She said, you just have to learn which is the discomfort you're happy to have. And you almost have to let it have a physical place next to you. You have to imagine that discomfort sitting there next to you. You're sorting through a box. You're getting rid of things. Just just note that that discomfort is sitting there next to you. It's not doing anything, but it's there. And that's been a really helpful visualisation to use with clients because it's uncomfortable to declutter. That is brilliant. I As you were doing it, I was picturing like, when you make decisions, you might be like, okay, there's going to be someone sitting next to me. Like there's an outcome sitting next to me. It might be guilt or it might be tiredness or Mm. it might be overwhelm or it might be fear. And so you've kind of, when you identify what the options are, you can kind of pick which aligns with your values more. Oh, definitely. And I'd, I'd 
know that um, Dr. Justin Coulson, he talks about naming something and then you can tame it. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to note as well, that when you name that, oh, that feeling that I've got, like, why am I holding on to this thing that I haven't used in 13 years, but I can't let it go? Name that it's discomfort. Name that it's, um, you know, that shame factor of it's something that you spent a lot of money on, but you don't actually use or need anymore. Like once you've named it, then you can tame the feeling and, and just allow it to be there rather than to kind of take over you. Mm, that's brilliant. My um, psychologist once said, take it a step further. So you name what it, the name of the actual emotion or feeling and then she's like, and then give it a silly name. No. <laughs> like actually call it, you know, Amy or Bonnie or whatever silly name because then it removes it from being you own that feeling and it's mm-hmm. too, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of what it is. It's just there mm. rather than it being my overwhelm. It's Jared overwhelm. <laughs> <laughs> and she just made me laugh and I was like, actually, Sometimes I use it for anxiety mm. and then it's like, oh, like Penelope's just being silly again or whatever. I was going to say, do you, do you have a name for your anxiety then? No, I just pick a name at the time. Mm. So whatever name I can think of that's like the the most appropriate name. So sometimes it's a very serious name and sometimes it's just a silly name yeah. and it does remove it. Like it just becomes, mm. you can observe it more easily maybe. Yes, and I think that... That's kind of like the sentimentality side of things. I remember Peter Walsh talked about it years ago um, when you've got sentimental clutter that you're trying to let go of, that you need to take that step back and distance yourself from the object. You almost need to just look at it like you're passing by a shop window. You don't actually, you don't actually own it. And that's where that um, endowment effect comes into it. You know, we want to hold on to stuff more because we own it or we imagine ourselves owning it it's why they want us to test drive the cars because as soon as we've test driven the car we're like oh I can imagine picking the kids up from school in this and it feels pretty good like yep okay we're going to spend the extra 20,000 that we don't have yeah so good all right let's take a really quick break and then let's come back and talk about what to do with though with space when we create it and some tips around how we can Um, turn off that vacuum and actually sit with space and enjoy space and become familiar with that. We'll be back in just a second. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Okay, Bonnie. So let's say one of our clutter hotspots is on top of the the hallway table and there's always hats and jumpers and sunscreen and someone's, you know, half-used COVID mask and a whole lot of stuff that just gathers there. And so as part of our decluttering, we've taken everything off. We've found homes for things. We've, you know, put some drawers where we can put away the sunscreen and put away the things but we find that the next day there's paperwork on top of there or mail or there's always something on top of the entrance table or the kitchen table or the bedside table. What can we do? Oh, Bermuda Triangle, that one. Um, We have to remember that every flat surface is magnetic. We walk past it, there's something in our hands, we just have to put it down. There's like no way you can stop it. You're doing it without even thinking about it. So it gets to the point where you've, where you've said if as long as we've set up the homes for them in the other places, the paperwork's got somewhere to go, um, then we just have to work on that maintenance side of things. And it might be as simple as at the end of every day, go around and make sure that, you know, a few flat surfaces have been taken care of. It's kind of like starting the day with the tidy desk, mm. um, that idea. It's it's a couple of layers. Like there's there's the habits, right? So we've got to get into the habit and the routine of actually putting things where they belong. And if we're not putting them where they belong, why not? Mm. Is it because we're running late? Is it because the home that we've created for them is actually not all that useful and it's more of a burden to go and put it that extra couple of steps? So sometimes with organising, it's a bit of that puzzle piece. You need to test something out for a few days or a week or so. No, this is not quite working. Let's, you know, we call it zhuzhing. I don't even know how you'd spell the word. <laughs> yeah, we, there's we definitely a D and a Z and a J. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're French, it was probably it's probably easy to spell, but like <laughs> um, we zhuzh it, right? So we'll yeah. go back and we almost look at the hallway table and go, okay, this is not working because like the paperwork keeps getting dropped here. So do we need to put something uh, in another location, maybe closer to the garage or closer to the kitchen, or do we need to have like a proper desk set up? Um, it could be the case of that you don't actually need a hallway table at all and Preach. you take it out completely because then if you don't have it, you can't put the stuff on it. I um, just recorded a video uh, a couple of days ago around flat surfaces mm. and I was like, flat surfaces are magnetic and as soon as you put one thing on there, it gives permission for everything else to go on there. Yes. So your options are either get rid of the flat surface yeah. or create homes for everything. Yes. Um, and I think it's once the table's clear or the coffee table's clear, what do you think? Because it, it is that space and it's becoming comfortable that – because it will it will look funny. Like when you walk into a space that's decluttered and you're used to seeing stuff everywhere, it will look bare or it will look uninviting or it will look clinical. Mm. And, it- and I suppose that's where you just have to learn to sit with that new look for a while and then make the changes that you need to make. Because, I mean, if you put a pot stand in there and there's a pot in there, you can't put paperwork on top of a pot. Yeah. Right? I mean... Someone's going to try and send us a photo for sure, but like (laughs) (laughs) generally speaking. I wonder if there's, because I think it is, you said the word before intention and I Mm. think it is around having the intention for that space. We've got a um, TV unit that's like a self-created TV unit. It's some storage that the TV sits on. And I would say out of, there might be eight or nine cubes 
that you can put stuff in. And I would say we only have stuff in maybe three of them. Mm. And I was, I, as a professional organizer, was like, oh, what am I going to store in there? (laughs) And then I realized, oh, I wonder what it would be like for it to be empty. Mm. And so all I did was I was like, I'm just going to leave it empty for now and see if I am looking around going, oh, that thing doesn't have a place it could go there. Mm. And I just haven't filled them. That's pretty cool. And it's awesome. Like I have just empty storage. I've got a cupboard in our kitchen that's kind of, it's got a picnic set in it and that's it. Yeah, that's great. our kitchen's actually bigger than it needs to be just Mm. because I don't know the people before us decided to put in a massive kitchen. Yeah. But it is uncomfortable. You feel like I should keep more because what so many people say to me and I'm sure to you is I've got the space so it's not hurting anyone. Mm. oh it's very little it doesn't take up much space can't I keep it like you're not using it you don't love it what's the point Mm. so it's that intention so how can people physically show an intention for space so that the vacuum doesn't just suck in all random bits and pieces (laughs) I think sometimes you could do like a placeholder so you could put something in there that's you know, even if it's like a sign on a piece of paper, like this space needs to stay clear until this date or, or something along those lines. If you're not, if you're not sure um, about what you're going to use it for, I think you almost have to split yourself into present day Amy and future Amy and let's make it easy for future Amy and we'll write that note or we'll put a note on our phone for an alarm on a particular date to say, hey, like, do something with that space or whatever it might be it's about making it easy for our future self but also yeah being intentional about it and and being okay that if it is empty and we just want to put something decorative there instead of actually using it for useful storage well that's okay as well Mm. and it's also okay if it's a freestanding piece of furniture that you don't actually need Put it in the garage for two months. See if you need to bring it back into the house. And if you don't, say goodbye to it. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, When you were saying the placeholder, I literally thought of like the wedding thing that has like the name on it, but it just yeah. says like space. <laughs> <laughs> and you need some of those for different areas in your house. <laughs> now all these people are going to go online and they're going to order all these tags so that they can print out and put space <laughs> in all these random places. <laughs> I find that people ask, I had a lady asked this recently is we created space and I can't remember where it was. It might have been... It might have been when we were doing above her, you know how often fridges have cupboards that are above it, but mm. because the fridge is quite deep, the cupboards are quite hard to get to. Yeah. And the question was, what do other people keep here? Mm. Because there was that urge to fill it and that urge to kind of do the right thing. Like what does yeah. society say I should keep in here? <laughs> well, originally before I actually knew anything about wine, I used to put my wine above the fridge and then I quickly yeah, it. A bit warm. <laughs> it's going to taste like vinegar pretty quickly if you do that. <laughs> um, so I've actually, I've done lots of different things for clients, but me, myself, I've actually put vases up there. Lovely. Because mm, it's a nice, big, open space. I mean, not that I've got a heck of a lot of vases. I think I've got three. But that they're out of the way. They're not likely to get knocked over by the kids. Mm-hmm. It's usually tall and deep enough. 
Um, or you can do what my husband did and he obviously at one point um, we were trying to eat really healthy and he had hidden a block of chocolate from me <laughs> up in, this, in the back of this cupboard. Maybe it was even on top of the cupboard. And when we sold our house three years ago and I was cleaning everything out to move, I found this very, yeah, sad looking <laughs> at the back of this cupboard above the fridge. And I thought, oh, gee, you did a good hide on that one. Like normally I can find it really easily. Maybe it needs to be the contraband place for kids' stuff, you know, when they get yeah. their friends and shoot it in their siblings' face and you're like, that's confiscated. Toy jail. Yeah, toy jail above there. Um, yeah. I've got an area that I have a compulsion to put stuff in that I, mm. I really struggle not to, and that's the centre console in my car. <laughs> like I don't have anything in there, mm. but I feel like adult, like as an adult I should. What would you put in there? I don't know. <laughs> like I used to keep CDs in there when I would have CDs in my car, Could and at times I've had like a stash of Maccas serviettes in case of emergency yeah Yeah. but I don't have anything in there I've had coins in there in the past but I don't keep coins Mm. and it does feel a little bit like I'm not adulting properly but (laughs) I want to really encourage people that Mm. you can that space is good yes Yes. space is helpful yeah don't be afraid of the space it's not Mm going to hurt you no and I think even just being conscious of this vacuum effect can make you conscious of why you're putting something down or when you empty a cupboard and then you go hunting for something to fill it with, Mm. you're going, oh, hold on, I'm just doing that thing that Amy and Bonnie talked about Mm. and I'm just trying to fill a space. Yeah, put the placeholder in there so that you stop yourself from doing that. Mm. Because especially if you're going through the whole house and you're doing it as a fairly slow process, you want to be able to have those spaces where in six months' time, when you've decluttered the guest room and you realise that you can now turn it into the craft room or whatever it might be, you need to have that space to be able to go, oh, there's this empty shelf or this empty cupboard where I can actually store the items that will be used in that room. Yeah. i tell you another area that I think people struggle with this is um, there's two areas. One is food and one is clothes. I find that when a client clears out their pantry, there's this compulsion to fill a pantry out of, I don't know if it's out of fear of running out of food or if it just it just looks empty. Like if you look in an empty yeah. fridge, it's a bit like, oh, it's a bit sad. <laughs> but it actually is... maybe it's because you're using what you're buying. Mm. Well, it's interesting because last year our family went on a two-week holiday, did North Queensland, just like a road trip and borrowed a friend's caravan. And, you know, you operate off this tiny fridge and I loved it. Like Mm. you went to the shops maybe every three days to stock up on stuff, but like you didn't have to overbuy. There wasn't a huge amount of space so that you could have too much stuff. And I think we've got this real issue in our society where we're like bigger is better like let's let's have the big fridge for all the platters to fit in because we entertain all the time and you know all of that sort of stuff and so when there isn't a lot of food in there we do kind of feel like that scarcity mindset comes in of like oh there's not enough or we haven't you know done we haven't filled it enough and I think that's why the tiny homes are such a trend is people Mm -hmm. are realizing that 
as as a society, we're like this slow moving liquid, and we just like to fill all the spaces. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great word picture. <laughs> but if you have smaller spaces, there's less to fill, which means there's less for you to do. There's less items to clean, to maintain, to repair when they're broken, to declutter when you realize you're not using them. Like that's why smaller homes are actually becoming more of a trend because no one wants to clean a big house and no one wants to pay someone to pay a gigantic house. So smaller spaces. Or to heat it and cool it it. and furnish it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's that's why I think that American dream that I think Australians used to really aspire to, to have the biggest house, I think that's had a bit of a flip around in Mm. recent years because people have realised I actually want more of a lifestyle rather than being, you know, tethered to my house and the maintenance that it and the stuff inside it needs. And I think the idea of, you know, picturing yourself when you're on holidays in a unit, in a caravan, in a tent, in an apartment, Mm. And picturing that less stuff, how good it feels. Yeah. And and just kind of being conscious of it. So when you come home, you actually feel the flip. You're actually uncomfortable with how full everything is and how much of everything you have. I think that that can be, you know, sitting in the the flip of the uncomfortableness of it. I know um, in my wardrobe, I recently did a cull. I'm I'm a real grot, so I am forever staining my clothes, like. In fact, if you if you could zoom in, I currently have a big long stain down this top, which I bought out of the wash this morning, and it's what like quarter to twelve, and I've already managed to cover it in food. <laughs> so I had to get rid of a heap of clothes that had stains on them, and someone had come into the house the day after and seen my wardrobe and said, "Oh, you don't have very many clothes," and I had a compulsion to go straight to the shops. <laughs> even that but what I did instead is I've just sat with it and I haven't yet been mm. and I thought I wonder if that just feels uncomfortable because I'm worried that one day I'm going to wake up and have nothing to wear mm. versus but I got rid of the things I wasn't really wearing anyway and so yeah. yes I've created a vacuum but I've turned the vacuum off and just Ooh, sitting like with it yeah I like that I like mm. that there's the thought that you can actually turn it off. It doesn't have to suck more things in, that mm. you've got more room to space the hangers out and, and be able to see each of the items of clothes rather than, you know, them all kind of fighting to have their space on the rung. Like that's, yeah. that's a cool ideal. Yeah, I really like, I like space. Mm. I like being able to put my leggings in a drawer and only have four pairs of leggings in that drawer. Yes. And it's spacious which maybe the encouragement to people is spacious is luxurious. And so you're kind of creating the option of luxury when you're not cramming everything into every space. That's a very good point. Mm. And I think that that's what we see when we see those Pinterest perfect wardrobes and pantries, there is a lot of space. Like I can't think of one really beautiful pantry or wardrobe that I've seen where they've crammed stuff in. No, that's very true. Space and yet that's exactly what we do unnecessarily. Yeah, we're always like, oh, no, I can get that drawer to close. I'll just shove my hand in and push <laughs> that last pair of jeans down and 
It'll close. Never yeah, mind that I've got five more pairs in the wash. <laughs> the shove and, and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the things that we've got, so we don't have like a proper pantry. So we use the upper cabinets above the bench as mm. the pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, so there's two cupboards so and two shelves in it. So there's kind of four spots and we just use Tupperware in there because that's where it fits well and it does what we need it to do Mm. but lately I've been reducing the raw ingredients that we keep because as everyone knows we don't really cook at our house we've got my dad who cooks for us um, and so I don't actually need Gravox Mm. I don't need a lot of these things we go through a lot of like nuts cereals flowers like we'll bake and stuff but I don't need a lot of the other things but what I've got at the moment is a quarter of the pantry space is empty Tupperware. Whoa. And I don't know what to do with it. Like I don't know whether I should get rid of the Tupperware or whether there'll be a season where we can't afford to pay someone to be our chef and so we'll need to go back to stocking, you know, rices mm. and different things. Mm. But it is, it, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And it is that not knowing as well, like what does the future hold? Am I going to regret, you know, in six, 12, three years time that I got rid of that particular thing? And, mm. you know, we've all had that moment where we've gotten rid of something and then a few years later we think, oh, I could have really used that. Yeah. And I think instead of focusing on the guilt or the shame or whatever the emotion is of like oh, the regret, I suppose, mm. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. We need to flip it around and look at, okay, it's not there. What are my options? Do I want to reinvest in repurchasing that? Do I want to borrow it from someone? Or is there actually something else that I can use that can just make do? Like I love the whole art of making do side of things. It is just such an underrated skill to be able to think outside the box and, and alternate your plans and go, you know what? I don't actually need a melon baller. I can just use a spoon. (laughs) Or just not even ball my melons. Um, Go back in the feed a few episodes, guys, and there's an episode called Confirmation Bias and it's all around that. When you get rid of something and then you think you need it, if you focus on that, you're going to start have the confirmation bias of every time I get rid of something, I need it again, whereas actually it's maybe one in a 100 times. Mm. Um, I think, Bon, there is an episode in our future, The Art of Making Do, because oh, yes. it's something that I love so much it's ridiculous. Yes, yes. I am, I am so that person who can almost go overboard with the amount of things I can retain because I'm like oh I can I can recycle that in this way and then I can just yeah it, it can go a little bit I guess too much the other way but I I love I love the challenge I suppose yeah of knowing that like okay we forgot to bring the blower when we went camping to blow out the tent at the mm-hmm. end of the weekend but you know what? We're just going to use the dustpan and brush that always sits in there and, that, and that'll be okay. Like it'll yeah. take us a bit longer, but that's all right. Um, I, and I, I won't go too much into it because we definitely need to record another episode on this, but I almost go the opposite way and feel like a true MacGyver where <laughs> I, I can get rid of almost everything as long as I've got a safety pin, you know, half a <laughs> metre of string knife. and some blue tack, I can solve every problem. <laughs> 
And so I can get rid of so much because I'm like, ah, there'll be an alternative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. And I think it's really good for us to to get in that headspace where it's like we don't have to be our own tip shop. We don't have to be no. our own hardware store. We don't have to be our own nursery. Like we can go to the neighbour next door and borrow more than just a cup of sugar. That's right. It's good for us to actually need other people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a fun episode. Yes. Love Let's it. Let's do that soon. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks, Amy. I could chat to you Thank forever. You. I yeah. just <laughs> adore you. And um, if you are in Queensland, in Brisbane or the Sunshine Coast, check out Little Miss Organised. I get inquiries for that region of Australia all the time, so much that I have a templated email that says, <laughs> here's Bonnie's details. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody from everywhere else in Australia has been moving with speed to the southeast Queensland corner, so yes. Yes, I'm not surprised. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is lovely. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us, community. It's been lovely to share this with you. We would love to know how you find these vacuum spaces. Come into my Facebook community, the Art of Decluttering community, and let me know what are the spaces that seem to suck stuff in. Is it that you feel like you have to go and spend money or do you just find stuff to fill the gaps? I want to know, tell me all the things. Thank you, Bonnie. And until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 